0: You're listening to the Passionate Pursuit Podcast, a podcast that inspires followers of Christ to live out their faith in a meaningful way and to engage in the conversation. My name is Alex Yoder, and I'm joined here every week with my co-host, Casey Reinard. And each week, we discuss what it means in this culture to grow, to learn, and how to leave an impact. Now, onto the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Passionate Pursuit Podcast, episode 13, coming to you. Um... By way of a little update, uh, feeling a little under the weather this week, if you can hear that in my voice, I do apologize. Uh, just, you know, typical stuff, congestion and runny nose and all that, so a little late getting to the podcast, but um, we're here now, and uh, that's that's a good thing. Uh, I'm ready to, to do this despite my... My weakness and my sickness. <laughs> I feel terrible, but we're gonna muscle through this for the next twenty-five minutes to thirty or so. And so, I, I appreciate everybody for uh, tuning in this week to the show. And we're gonna we're gonna kind of stay in the same vein that we have been a little bit. But when we jump into the material, you'll understand that a little bit better. So, um, in honor of what's going on right now i i know that this is a christian podcast but um at, at the same time it aims to speak to culture as well and where we're at right now in our society um something mega in our country has happened with the you know with the uh the kickoff of the nfl season and a lot of people tune into to this, a lot of people um, view and are ingrained into the football world in our country. And so I thought this would be a good time to bring up this topic. And, you know, just because a lot of people can relate to it. I, I being one of them, you know, I'm, a, I'm an advent, ad, adamant fan of the NFL. I am a viewer. I do watch it. And some people can be critical about that with all the the political side and everything going on with that. But um, uh, that's not where I'm going with this. What I'm really just trying to hone in is we've just had the NFL kickoff and um, I know a lot of people are going to be tuning in. Now, in our world today, football is a lot different than it was m- many years ago in that we have this thing called fantasy football. And fantasy football is it is just, it's a, it's an absolute cultural changing thing. It's completely changed the way we view sports. It's completely changed the way that, uh, people analyze players and, um, it's, it's so popular. It's a multi-billion dollar industry now. And really over the past 10 years, it's really just been this landswell of popularity. It's been around longer than that. But it's something that even I found myself really ingrained in with, you know, within recent years. And it's something that I personally uh, spent a lot of time and uh, dedication to just trying to hone, you know, my skills in the game and and be really experienced and try to be, you know, the best fantasy football player I can be. And I'm going somewhere with this. There's a reason I'm bringing this up. But uh, fantasy football was very important to me. In, In a sense, it still is it's highly competitive there's you know there can be a, a lot at stake in these games and it really causes you and the reason i say that it's changed the way we analyze sports and how we analyze players it really causes you to watch every game you can watch it causes you to watch every player you have possibly in your lineup you don't want to miss a second. And so uh, my life was revolving around this thing called fantasy football. It's funny. I was just at a high school football game with our youth pastor, and we were talking about fantasy football and just how much dedication it takes to be good at it. And it really does. I mean, if you if you know anything about fantasy football, if you intend to be competitive, you have to spend a lot of time with your teams and with your research. And so um, being a a college student, uh, last year, I really felt like it was time for me to pull away from the fantasy football. And I really, and I really wanted to do that just so I can fo- focus more on school, focus more on my family and, you know, the things that really matter. But I found it hard to say no to it because it is a very enjoyable thing. And for me, I, you know, I gave in, I still did it, still played it, had a lot of fun doing it, but, this was the year that I finally just made a clean break from it because I knew that it was something that was taking too much time from uh, the things that really mattered, like school and, you know, ministry and my family, which is the most important. And for me, you know, this, this, this time around, you know, this year saying no to it had, I think more to do with just my maturation of as, as a Christian and just being able to see like, though in an essence, there's absolutely nothing wrong with fantasy football. I had elevated it to the place of being an idol almost, you know, where I just spent so much time um, focusing on it and so much time researching and and playing it and, you know, trying to make trades happen, all this stuff that it was taking time away from um, youth ministry. It was taking time away from my family. And so that's why, you know, this week, I wanted to talk about this topic of sacrifice. And I know some of you are listening going, wow, you know, fantasy football, is so trivial, but you know, it's just like anything else. It's, uh, it's, it's your golf addiction or it's whatever addiction that you have. It's, you know, where you're placing your priorities can become an idol if you allow it to. And since we've been talking about storms and trials and tribulations, uh, the past couple of weeks, I thought it'd be really, really neat to go and take a look at, um, Genesis chapter 22, because I think this is a really good story that pictures both sacrifice and trial at the same time. And like last week, we were talking about how with Mary and Joseph um, and their, their, little, their little ordeal they got into by leaving Jesus behind in Jerusalem when they were leaving after the Passover, that was kind of a, a trial that they created for themselves. They walked away leaving Jesus behind. And because of that, Because of that, Mary was found sorrowing at the end of that chapter, or at least, you know, towards the end of the chapter. And I think that this is kind of a way, this story in Genesis 2, 22, I'm sorry, to bring this story full circle, to bring it back around the other side, because this is, this is a different type of trial. And it's, it's a trial that was a result of being obedient to God. Thankfully, the story has a happy ending, but I think we can really be inspired by Abraham's obedience in this story and really what he was able to put on the line for his God, for his creator, what he knew was the most important thing, and that was to fear God and be obedient to him. And that's why I bring up my story about fantasy football. Now, that was nowhere near the sacrifice that Abraham was willing to make in obedience to God, but it was a sacrifice that I made in my own life that, you know, I felt would have resulted in me becoming closer to God or more available for God or of better use to God. And so when we jump into this story, I just want you to know, like the reason that I picked this story for this week and the topic of sacrifice is because sometimes God does bring trials into our lives willingly that he wants to bring into our lives as a time of testing, to test our faith and to grow us. And, and we've mentioned that over the past couple of weeks. So if you're not familiar with chapter uh, 22 of Genesis, uh, I'm going to read it. I'll probably break it up a little bit as we go just to make points, but we're going to read uh, a good portion of this passage and then just kind of break it down and really observe what, what was going on with Abraham there and ch- Genesis chapter two, 22. I'm sorry. Why do I keep saying that verse one? says this, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am, and and this is God's talking, and he said, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. Now, Now, I think that before we go any further, we need to point out that remember what Abraham went through getting to Isaac. You know, God had promised to Abraham that he would give him a son, but he was old. And so was Sarah, you know, and and everything Abraham went through, not trusting God and with Hagar now here we are, we see, you know, in Genesis 22, God is asking Abraham to do something, you know, unspeakable with the son that Abraham for so long desired to have. And so, remember, you know, Isaac's not just, eh, yeah, it's just his boy. This is a special kid. So, verse twenty-two picks up. He said, "In whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I tell thee of." So, what just happened was God told Abraham, "I want you to take Isaac, your son, and I want you, you know, the son that you love, and I want you to take him up on this mountain." And I want you to offer him to me as a burnt offering. That is insane. You know, that is absolutely insane to think that God would require that of a man. I mean, this is his child. This is the child that he absolutely loves and adores. And Abraham is going to, he's going to follow through with so much obedience in this story he doesn't even he doesn't even question God innit? and verse 3 says and Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him and verse 4 then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off and Abraham said unto his young men I Abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you you see, this isn't just sacrifice. In Abraham's mind, this is a form of worship. He's going to sacrifice his son because he loves God and he wants to worship him. And I mean, can you just stop and think about that for a second and think like, what kind of understanding do you think Abraham had of God to be willing to to do something like that? I mean, to make such a huge sacrifice because you just love God so much and fear him so much that... That you want to be obedient to him. Yeah, I, I just, that rocks my mind that he didn't even, he didn't even bat an eye at it. He was just so willing. That's so challenging to me. In verse six, it goes on to say, uh, and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and he laid it upon Isaac, his son, the picture of Christ right there. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife and they went both of them together. And Isaac spoke unto Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. And he said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went up, both of them together. You know, a- Abraham's not wrong there, but this right here is, is such a great picture of the sacrifice that God was willing to make for us in putting his own son on the cross for our greatest possible need that we, we needed to have met. That's what this story is really all about. You know, if you stop to really think about what's going on here in Abraham's mind, he's uh, doing what he knows to be right and be, be obedient to God. And he's willing to sacrifice the most valuable thing he has to do that and just like god was willing to sacrifice his own son to meet our greatest need um wow no wonder god can enter into our trials and our tribulations like we talked about last week he's experienced this ultimate pain and 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 seeing his son shed his blood on the cross for us and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about those trials and those tribulations. And it's important to remember that God himself has experienced immense pain. Verse nine goes on to say, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son, following through completely with what God commanded him to do. Not not questioning God, not arguing with God. And no doubt that what Abraham's going through is the deepest trial and tribulation anybody could ever go through. I mean, not not just the idea of losing your child, but losing your child at your own hand. And even on top of that, Losing your child due to the fact that your creator has requested that of you. That is crazy. But at the same time, you know, the way this story ends, it's beautiful because we know that what God's going to produce in us is something special. And these tests that God brings our way, we should just learn to embrace them, though it may be hard. Abraham's a perfect example of that here. And verse 11 goes on to say this, And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, that's the angel of the Lord speaking, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. Uh, just in case you were wondering who the angel of the Lord there is, that's, that's, that is an old Testament appearance of Christ. It goes on to say in verse 12, it ends that you have not withheld thy only son from me. It was God that was making the request to sacrifice Isaac. So the me that is being spoken of there, it's God. But back to what we're really talking about here you know, I brought up fantasy football, and and I know it is trivial um, from from the surface. It's a trivial thing, and uh, we all have something in our life that God would uh, desire for us to give up. That was just an example that I I was I could use. It's an example that you know we're currently. Uh, we're currently in a uh, time in our world right now where it 's a very popular thing, and even for me, there was that desire to go and and still do that thing to still go and play the game that I love but but for me, it needed to be put on the altar it needed to be done away with because it was something that was getting in the way with getting in the way of my relationship with God and had Abraham decided to had Abraham decided to st- to disobey God had Abraham decided to say no, that decision would have been something that stood in the way of him and God in their relationship, because God requires obedience out of his children and if you 're feeling like there 's something in your life that God's requiring for you to sacrifice, just keep Abraham and Isaac in mind and think, is it so big that, you know, it's, is it so big that I can't say no to it? Is it so big that I can't sacrifice that and, and get it out of my life or say goodbye to it? Whether it's some big, you know, bad sin or something trivial, if it's standing in the way of your relationship with God, then he's, he's, he's requiring, or he's desiring of you to say no to that and to, to let it go. And, and we really don 't have to walk in abraham 's shoes here, you know what what God would be asking us to give up is so small, but the story doesn 't end there. you know you see God step in and say no don 't do this thing that i 've told you to do uh, i see I see now your faith, I see that you fear me, I see that you 're not holding anything back in your relationship with me. I see it now so so don 't do what I told you to do with isaac don 't don 't sacrifice him." Think about the relief that would have came over Abraham because he was obedient. Look at how God produced something amazing in the story. When you go on to read the rest of the story, verse 13 says, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold behind him, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. See God provided just like Abraham said he would a lamb for his own sacrifice. That's what God does. He steps in right at the perfect time and saves us from exactly, you know, what we needed him to save us from. Think about how much pain Abraham would have gone through if God really actually let him carry through with this. But God, stopped in, God stepped in and said, don't do the thing. See, I, I, I've I've seen your faith in demonstration. I've seen your obedience. I've seen that you fear me. So don't do the hardest thing. Don't go down that path now, where it gets even harder. And in our trials and tribulations, I wonder if we would just embrace it now and learn, or show God what He's trying to get us to show. If God would stop it right there and say, "Okay, this is the end. I've seen what I want to see out of you. Now I'm going to provide." Not to mention. The way we looked at this story from a different angle a minute ago, a minute ago, was this is a p- perfect picture of God and Jesus. Verse 13, and Abraham lifted up his eyes, just like we read a minute ago, and looked and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns, a thorn bush. The The ram was caught in the thorn bush, just like Jesus had the crown of thorns on his head. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in placement of his own son. This story is is a story about sacrifice, and it's a challenging one for you. It's a challenging one for me. I understand that, but I want to circle back around. I want to circle back around to where Abraham said that they were going to go up and worship. See, uh, in stories like this, um, we can look at the the big picture here and, and we don't want to get lost on those little details right there because that's the first time we see worship in the Bible. And, you know, when when you're reading the Bible, you do need to understand that uh, usage determines definition. Um, we can't just bring our own um, we can't just bring our own definitions to the Bible and go, well, I think this term means this. God is the authority, His word is the authority. And so when He uses words and He defines them for us, we have to stick with that definition. And so when we see Abraham talking about how Him and Isaac are going to go up and worship, It should cause us to stop and go, okay, this is redefining in my mind what worship is. This is defining, this is redefining for me what it looks like to be a worshiper of God. The point here that I'm trying to make is not not that uh, worshiping isn't singing because that is a form of worship but the point i'm trying to make here is that the intersection where sacrifice and obedience to god connect is the center of worship. Uh, was giving up fantasy football to you a big deal? no, it probably wasn't. you you may you may think in your head that was that's silly. but for me that was a form of worship because i was putting something on the altar for god and saying i know this is standing in the way of my relationship with you are causing me to be held back in a way. And I can't desire, I can't desire stuff like that anymore. I want to grow closer. I want to be of more service to you, Lord. So take this thing out of my life. Take this thing that's standing the way away from me and Lord, allow me to worship you in a new way so we worship with song. We worship by praising him that way, but we can also worship in this way. And so maybe you need to look at your life and go, what is it in my life that I can do away with right now that would cause me to be more of a worshiper to God? What can I give up now that, Uh, wouldn't require me to go through the storm to get it out of my life. I can willfully put it on the altar and worship to God today instead of going through the trials that God may make me go through to get it out of my life. Maybe it's an addiction that is a deep rooted sin. Maybe it's something trivial like fantasy football. I don't know. That's for you to figure out. That's between you and God. But I hope that when we looked at the story this week, that it helped you it helped you see in your own life. Maybe there's that one thing. Um, It it is football season and I'm just being transparent with you guys. I love football. Uh, I love watching it and I love fantasy football. I'm not playing fantasy football this year. I'm saying bye to it and that's okay. And there's always that side of things that's going to try to always pull you back, always pull you back, always pull you back. And it's real in my life. And it's going to be real in yours too. So make sure you have your guard up and just know that when you say goodbye to whatever that thing is, be willing to say goodbye to it. Now, maybe God's just, just asking me to do away with this for a season because in itself, there's nothing wrong with fantasy football. And maybe he just needed to teach me, Hey, you know, you have, you have a, an, um you have a desire to go further with it than you should. It's there to be enjoyed. And I, and I think that that is good and that's right. And we have those things in our life that can entertain us and be totally pure. Uh, And until I get there in my own spiritual maturity, it's just something that I'm going to have to say no to. But if you're a football fan and you're a fantasy football player, enjoy, enjoy what you got going on. and Enjoy the football season. It is exciting. And uh, I'm pumped that it's back. I know we're talking about things we don't usually talk about on the show, but that's a good thing. And it's fun to talk about football as well. So... Um, I look forward to the, the rest of the season. I look forward to shooting out more Passionate Pursuit podcasts. I'm able to do this because I'm not spending so much time researching uh, who should be in my starting lineup. So I hope you guys have a blessed week. So happy that you guys tuned in to the Passion- Passionate Pursuit podcast this week. I know you're probably wondering where my uh, my, main, my main man Casey's at, and I do think he's going to be coming back soon. Uh, like I said, when when he uh, stepped away for a few weeks, we didn't really know the timeline of when he was going to come back, but just an update. He's doing good. Um, he, he's still around. He still helps with the podcast as far as editing some things and getting it uploaded. So he's still very much a part of it. And i 'll also say this, me and him have been kind of talking about this topic of worship, and it 's actually uh, it 's a lane we kind of want to go down a little bit, so be on the lookout for that that may be something that um, will be coming your way soon and and before I sign off i just want to I just want to say. When, when, you, when you're singing your heart out to God, that, that is worship. And, and I, I think that you should do that. And that's great. And that's awesome. I, I don't want to take that off the table for anybody. I just want to put a disclaimer on that. You know, that, that's awesome. And I'm not against that at all. But don't be so, don't be so, um, don't get tunnel vision with what that worship really is. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you next week. This has been the Passion and Pursuit Podcast.